JT here. Welcome to the huddle. The huddle is where I sit down with successful people from the world of sport and coaching. It's to learn more about their journey to greatness. Why do I have these conversations? Because success always leaves clues. I want to take a moment to thank you for choosing to listening to this week's episode of The Huddle. And here's my reminder to you. The mind is like a parachute. It works best when it's wide open. My challenge to you is to go all in on this conversation, to remove any distractions and get laser focus on the here and the now. And I guarantee you, you will gain a valuable nugget of wisdom that will not only help you succeed in sport, but more importantly, in the game of life. This week's episode of The Huddle is a different one. I am resharing a conversation that I had with my good friend, Edwin Frondozo, on his podcast, The Business Leadership Podcast. During this conversation, Edwin and I have a beautiful conversation talking about habits, principles, and really how the habits and principles that allow you to succeed in business apply to success in your health, in your relationships, in your finances, and most importantly, in the game of life. I hope you take a valuable nugget away from this valuable conversation. Happy listening. You have to choose a great thought first, and then when you combine that great thought with a great action, that consistently done, rep after rep, set after set, is what actually creates better results. You are listening to the Business Leadership Podcast with Edwin Frondozo. Welcome to the Business Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Edwin Frondozo. And on today's episode, I got an opportunity to sit down with a friend of mine, JT Tsui. He is currently serving as the human potential and success coach and the director of sports with Football Ontario. JT and I just known each other for a number of years just within the podcasting community here in Toronto. So it's just an honor to have him talk about his books, his experience when it comes to being great and the thought of greatness. And in this episode, we'll talk about how success always leaves clues, how pain and purpose comes from the same coin, and when great thoughts are consistently paired with great actions. That is when great results are created. So here we go. Welcome to the Business Leadership Podcast, JT. Thanks for having me, brother. I appreciate you inviting me in. JT, this is amazing. There's a long time coming. We've been in the same network, in the same sphere, in the same geographical, and we've collaborated a number of times, and I'm so excited. Just introduce yourself to the listeners, to the community. Tell us who you are. We're not growing or leading businesses, athletes, different leaders. 
Yeah, my name is JT Sui. Like all of your listeners, I am just a human being that's having a lived experience on this planet and just learning to navigate the ebbs and flows of the game of life. I'm married to the love of my life for over 12 years. Alicia, I have two amazing, beautiful kids that one of the great parts about their journey since leaving the safe and comfortable world of teaching is I've noticed them starting to express more of who they are, more of what, you know, their quirks, more of what makes them unique, which has been really cool. What's really interesting in what you said there, what really hit home aside from all the different aspects of your life and what's important was the fact that the example that you showed to your family, your kids from moving from a, from teaching comfortable, a profession, a career to chasing your greatness or chasing your journey or your, or who you are, allowed them to express themselves. Tell me how that makes you feel or that evidence from that. Yeah, it's interesting, right? And you mentioned it earlier, like success always leaves clues. And I'm a firm believer that you're always creating your reality, that whatever your current results are in any area of your life, health, relationships, business, finances, is based on your past thoughts and actions, right? And again, it's learning that it's not good or bad. It's not positive or negative. It just is. And where I've seen that is looking at it through my lived experience here, professionally, I was creating a lot of success in education. It was something I understood consciously and unconsciously. I understood how to play the game, how to help and serve and how to get people to where they wanted to go. And again, it was creating a lot of external success professionally, financially, uh, if we're talking wins as a coach and teacher, but it did come often at the expense of my own wellness, right? Long weeks, like 60, 70, 80, 90 hour weeks, like I'm sure some of your listeners can appreciate. And it came at the expense of at times my marriage, my relationship with my kids. So it's been going through this, my own journey over the last two and a half, three years that by me truly, and I always talk about going all in, like truly Napoleon Hill talked about burning desire, burn the boats. And as soon as I've learned that by burning the boats on what was safe and comfortable, it's allowed me to better understand myself, to develop. And again, it's a daily practice of true earned common confidence in my own personal life that I've been able to then bless my kids with the space in order so they can truly become truly calm and confident. So what I'm just getting at here is, and this is something I learned from a great mentor, you can only give to others what you truly have. So in order for my kids to be calm and confident in their personal life, I needed to be calm and confident in my personal life first. One thing, one thing that I'm keen and been really happy to watch, JT, within your career over the last couple of years is when you came from the old world or life number one, where you transition into a leadership role now in Football Ontario, what have you learned about yourself taking on a whole different role? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And one of the biggest lessons I've learned is that Pain and purpose, right? Those are words like pur purpose gets thrown around a lot in the personal growth, self-development, self-actualization space. And what I've really come to learn is that pain and purpose are the same coin. They're just different sides of it. And what I mean by that is that it was only through going through some of that pain, some of that physical, that, so that social, the mental, the emotional pain of leaving the safe and comfortable world was I actually able to get clarity on what my purpose was, 
right? So again, it's learning to embrace all parts of the journey. And it's from there that I learned that many of the principle that I had to some degree consciously, others that unconsciously, as I've studied my own lived experience, as I've surrounded myself with great coaches and mentors and people such as yourself, that I'm like, okay, don't study what successful people do. Study how they think. And, I, and it's by doing that that I've learned, actually, this is how you did it. And from there, what I've learned is the same principles that have allowed me to create a successful career in education for 15 years are the same principles that allow me to be a successful dad, successful husband. And now in that role, if we're just talking from a football Ontario lens as director, as serving as a director of sport. So it's just learning to recreate and where, what that has allowed me to do is create greater alignment in my life because the person who I'm showing up for as professionally is the same in my personal life. And again, that's ups and flow. Some days I do it better than others, but as I've learned to do that, I'm actually more effective and focused in the game of life. What do you say to those children where they just want to quit because it's so hard for them, right? What is the message that you or the coaches that you work with talk to, to these children to see the type of work that they need to get through, even though they don't see the advancements in the present moment? I actually shared something on social yesterday about this idea of in order to be quote unquote successful, you must start to drown out the outside, right? You must drown out the scoreboard, the number in your, of zeros in your bank account, the job touch. You need to drown that stuff out. And the only thing you really can control really is the here and the now. And I'll give you a sports analogy. One of the things we did with our football Ontario, our team Ontario, our high performance program was we identified that what, where we needed to help and serve our athletes was helping them to better able to respond during times of adversity, challenge, and obstacle. So we created this year through our high performance fundamental program. These are virtual sessions. We created this next play mentality. So again, it was some of these mental skills training. And what I often share with our athletes, with our coaches, even with my high-end entrepreneur clients is this idea that the only thing you can control is your next thought. Like at the end of the day, free will, the ability to choose your next thought. And I often remind people that you have to choose a great thought first. And then when you combine that great thought with a great action, that consistently done, rep after rep, set after set is what actually creates better results. So I find that simple idea. And again, it's a practice that once you do that enough, then you start to create some wins. You start to create some momentum. Right. And then by doing that's what actually helps people feel empowered. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious to get your insight in real life parenting right yeah. now. So my daughter's six years old and she's uber competitive. I could see it in her. She likes the winning of she likes the feeling of winning. She hates losing. Yeah. So the conversation I'm having with her now is when you lose, you win. And the reason why you lose is you learn how to pick up and win. What are some of the things that you've seen or maybe you've done in your family or advice you'd give me message to my daughter, like about losing because losing is life. It's not life. It's part of the game. Yeah. And as long as you don't compare yourself, I think, I think it's to the spin what you're saying right now. Yeah. I, and I love that we're even having that conversation, right? Because you even asking that question 
to your daughter is great because it's challenging her to stop and think. And again, that ability to choose her next thought. I'll share this with you. One of, one of the blessings through this journey has been <laughs> the irony is, and this goes back to something my wife said to me where she challenged me in a loving way. And she said this to me a few years ago. How is it that you have created such great connection with hundreds, if not thousands of young men, and you struggle so much with your own son? And I, I, I part of me didn't want to hear it, but she was right at the time. I was, and again, it wasn't that I was doing the best I could based on my current level of awareness, but it's just me. And from that, what I've learned is really about this opportunity that you can create it going forward. So I'll share this story with you. We found out, we get a call from school the first day. And essentially my daughter has left French immersion. She's not at her home school. They decided she's not getting a bus. So as opposed to just complaining, blaming other people for, oh my gosh, it's the worst world. We use as an opportunity to drive our kids to school every day. So we have this five to seven minute connection point. So I offered that I'm going to drive them to school every day. So on this car ride to school every day, what I often, it's just about connecting. It's a little carpool karaoke, right? And then one of the questions I always share with my kids, and I always preface it by remind them, I love you. I'm proud of you. I say it to my son. I say it to my daughter. That's a habit that, I've, that we've created. And then I always ask them, what are you committing to? And they always answer and they know this. And then it gets reps and sets. They say, I'm going plus one. And for us, plus one means giving your best effort and attitude. And just reminding them that simple idea that it doesn't, that's something you can't measure on a scoreboard per se, but just even them just saying, I'm committed to going plus one, I'm committed to my best effort and attitude has allowed me to slowly start to imprint on this idea that at the end of the day, regardless of what the scoreboard of life says, that's the only thing I care about. Have you given your best effort? Have you given your best attitude? And if you can say yes to those questions, that's all mom and dad care about. You wrote, you are greatness. Tell me what had happened and why releasing that book last year was important to you. For me, I've always had this creative side, right? And it goes back to when I was six or seven. And I remember still writing for the book fair. Some of maybe your listeners that may be a little more seasoned in the game of life, a little more experienced in terms of lived years, right? Remember these book fairs. I remember just loving the idea of writing, but I remember my motivation being this idea of, I think I was motivated to seek out the validation. Like I wanted to be recognized for that. Like I wanted to feel seen to her, to feel appreciated. Right. And it's only been through the last few years where I've really started to acknowledge that. And what happened is after a couple of years of doing it, there wasn't a lot of external validation, which again, is not right or wrong. It just, that's where I was in my growth journey developed that I found that passion for sport. Sport filled that void for many years. And it wasn't until walking away from teaching and coaching and sport, that creativity started to need to get funneled another. So for me, the book was more about allowing me to really create, because I'm a firm believer here that I'm here to do God's work and God's work here is to create, right? Again, that that's just my, based on, on, on what I believe is important. And by, I find that when I create. And whether it's writing, whether it's having these beautiful conversations on your podcast, my podcast, whether it's speaking, whether it's coaching my client, like my job here is to create. And I found that the book was simply a tool that I could introduce some of these concepts in a simplified version. Cause I do feel like one of my gifts is my ability to communicate bigger concepts and really simplify them. That's what education is, right? Helping people understand 
right? Simple calls to action. And it was from that book where I just wanted to share like these bite-sized little stories, these lived experience from mine and be able to give people some tools that they could use on their journey to greatness. So that was the inspiration behind it. Um, and the really cool part, and I'll just share what's really on my heart is it's been great to see some clients that are educators will start to bring these and start working them with young people, because there's a part of me that just feels young people are future. There are future leaders, right? The sooner we get them, these have it around these ideas, right? The greater this world going to be. I'm curious for someone who is always looking for bettering myself, whether it's getting into flow, getting more productive, really staying in focus. What are you doing JT now to allow you to get more done as well as, like you said, living that livid experience with your family and doing things that, that brings you joy. I'll be the first to say it's definitely been a journey the last few years. Like when I first really dove deep into personal growth and self-development in 2016, it looked different. So for me, my first journey was actually getting a morning workout in before wake up a little bit earlier, getting a morning workout in before work. And for me, again, being at a high level athlete code, getting physical, I think was the way that sort of brought order to my mind and body over, I, again, I start to integrate different practices. Again, this is, it's been a journey, right? Start to integrate the mindfulness where now for me, my day always starts with daily study, right? So again, I am constantly looking, I write a lot, right? So again, my, my daily blessings where I write 10 things that I feel blessed for. Then it's also reading and studying a book, right? That I've, whatever's on my heart right now, it's a spirituality piece. And then it's going through affirmations. And then, so for me, what I'm getting at, it's really just things that connect me to the here and the now. And I find when I'm really connected to the here and now, that to me is flow. When you can just literally stop and smell the roses. I love it. Thank you for sharing. Before we end, I'd love to get some final thoughts, observations. Ideally, I'm always looking for some type of actionable recommendation that we could give to the business leaders, the entrepreneurs, the creators who are listening today. Yeah. So I'm curious, and here's a question I would have for you. Based on, again, you have lots of conversations with, with leaders, with hot, big picture thinkers. What from those conversations have been something that you feel people have been struggling with recently? I, th I think we, we talked about it a bit, but we're in, a, we're in a time where mindfulness is already in popular culture, let's say. Anyone and everyone who has a platform talks about it. But the challenge and the conversations and the people are still struggling is to find that purpose or that passion, which that you talked about. And sometimes to get it, you have to go through the dark, the dark alleys. You have to walk it. You have to be up front and you have to face that. And I think that is the challenge for any business leader, whether they're successful or making a transition is, yeah, you want to live today plus one, but how could I know that the plus one is heading me to my passion and my purpose? So that's the conversations I'm always getting a nugget for it. I'm always learning, right? So that's definitely that. And I love how you, as a podcaster, turned that around to me. So yeah, and it was interesting, right? Because again, I think the intention behind the question was like, like you've shared numerous times, our world is designed. And again, 
our tech-driven world, our social media-driven world has said, hey, these are the hundred things you can do to get the flow. Whereas you said, what's what resonates with you? For me, I'm in a big space right now where I think probably many of your listeners are people like us, right? They're ambitious. They're driven. They're coachable. Like they'll get up and get after, right? It's not a question of doing the work. They know how to do that. What I have found, and again, from my lived experience, working the athletes, the coaches, entrepreneurs I work with, it's this idea of it's harnessing that ambition, that drive, that open-mindedness. So what I would encourage them to do is preface a question of what brings you joy? What is that one practice you could do today that just allows you to immerse yourself, to lose yourself in the moment? I go back to this idea I was sharing with my clients of what brings a sense of play? a sense of exploration, a sense of discovery of just this beautiful journey we call life and just go all in on that. And what I have found there is it might be going out with a friend for lunch like I did yesterday. It might be sitting down for a great coffee and doing some writing. It might be going for a run. It might be going out with your family for a beautiful dinner out. And that was my day yesterday. And again, I tell people this not to impress you, but to impress on you that the more you connect to your joy, you'll get this greater sense of peace in your life. And that's really, at the end of the day, what we're all after, right? Is to have that greater sense of peace. So that's I what I would share. It's been an awesome pleasure just spending this time with you. Thank you for joining us on the Business Leadership Podcast. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it, Edwin. Thanks. That's it, Biz Leaders. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Business Leadership Podcast with JT Tsui. This is episode number 165. This was just such a great conversation. I could have gone on with JT for a long time, but what really hit home for me was when he was talking about choosing a great thought first. You can't stop by choosing a great thought. You have to continue it with great action. And when you consistently show up day after day, rep after rep, set after set, that's when it becomes greater results. So what is the great thought that is coming through your mind right now? What is the action? What is the great action that you need to do and consistently do to create the better results within your life, your business, your leadership? If you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, I'd love to hear from you. Definitely leave a comment on the podcast network that you're listening to. I constantly look and read these comments and I'll read it out on a future episode, but I am super grateful for those who have not done so yet. Please subscribe, rate, and do leave a comment or two or three on the podcast network that you're listening to today. Until next time. Do your best and have a 100x day. Thank you for listening to the Business Leadership Podcast with Edwin Fondozo.